In this episode, I share my thoughts on the recent changes to the Amazon messaging email delivery system. Hello and welcome to the Private Labeler Show, where we are dedicated to helping you take your Amazon business to the next level. Now, here is your host, Nick Landowski. Hey, 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 what do you say? Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Episode number 69 of the Private Labeler Show. That's 69. Yeah, moving on up. So thanks for tuning in. I saved you a seat. I really appreciate you. As always, I hope you are having an amazing day, and I hope your businesses are rocking and rolling. I'm having a great day. Thanks for asking. In fact, you know, my, my day is amazing today, so uh, every day is amazing that we're here on this wonderful earth making money from things like Amazon. So yes, uh, today guys, we're going to dive into, or at least I'm going to give you my, my quick take on some of the recent changes Amazon came out with in regards to the messaging system, the email autoresponder, the feedback sequences, things like that. They made some changes to it a few weeks ago, and I wanted to wait till the dust settled before I kind of had a chance to really think about things and see things through and then present to you guys some of my general thoughts and also what I and what you should be doing about it, if anything. So um, real quick though, before we jump into that, thank you to everybody that recently left me iTunes reviews or reviews reviews on other uh, podcast platforms. Uh, As always, I enjoy reading those. I think we're up to like 38 reviews on iTunes right now, pushing towards 50. So if you guys could do me a solid, we need 12 more to get to that 50 mark on iTunes. If you could help me do that, I would love you. Um, And also, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. So if you could do that, that would be awesome. Or suggest the podcast to a few, or uh, maybe another seller that you know, or who knows, somebody that else is looking for more content about Amazon FBA and private labeling. So, Enough about that. As always, let's dive right into it, and I'm just going to give you the nitty-gritty and my thoughts. Hopefully, this will be real short and sweet. So I'm not going to go over everything in terms of what Amazon recently did a few weeks ago. You should obviously have read the terms of service or at least gotten the cliff notes from somebody else or whatever, but a few weeks back, Amazon made some changes to the feedback system or the the, the messaging or the, however you want to word it, the, the email sequence um, system there. They basically, as you know, um, allowed customers or are allowing customers currently to unsubscribe or opt out of those emails. So they're making everything customer centric as always as Amazon does, and uh, which is a good thing in my opinion, because it's all about the customer at the end of the day. And um, so a lot of your customers maybe have already or in the future might choose to in their accounts opt out of receiving any communications that you send them through your autoresponders inside of Amazon. So like your feedback genius, your sales back, or your cash cup pro, overgrowth, whatever. Okay. So hopefully this is information that you're already aware of. All right. If not, where have you been? (laughs) So obviously anytime Amazon does anything like this, people have the mentality that the sky is falling. Everything's horrible. Amazon sucks. Uh, how are we ever going to get reviews? I'm just packing up and going home. I'm not doing this anymore. Whatever. I, I see it all. So just you got to be calm and think that this really isn't that big of a deal. Uh, hasn't really affected anything in my business you know, so much as I'd have noticed or anything like that. So that's obviously what's been going on the past few weeks. And um, 
hopefully, uh, again, you are at least aware of these things. So you probably checked your email and noticed that a lot of your communications that you have being sent out are just bouncing back and you're getting a notification saying that the email was not delivered because the customer chose to opt out of receiving messages. So no big deal. It's not that big of a deal. Um, There's still a lot of customers that are receiving your emails and messages and it is benefiting both you and them greatly. So um, here's just kind of my take on things, okay? So if you've been selling for a while, you know that Amazon does these things every few months really where they kind of come out to some terms terms of service changes that we, a lot of sellers think, oh my God, this is the end or this is horrible or whatever. It's always a negative reaction. And um, there's very few sellers that I see that actually see, try to see the positive in things. So in this case, I think that this is a real positive. Now, if you've ever read the book, The Everything Store, I think that's what it's called. The uh, uh, the book about Jeff Bezos and Amazon and kind of how he thinks, how Amazon thinks. This is right out of their playbook. Um, everything they, they do on this type of scale is always customer-centric, customer-focused. And, you know, Amazon obviously... Um, cares more about them than they care about about the third-party sellers, let's face it, okay? So if you've ever read that book, you know, changes like this are inevitable and they're going to continue. Now, I always had the thought of, you know, just be thankful that Amazon even allows us to message these customers, okay? So I, I always kind of scratch my head and go, Amazon could literally just stop that tomorrow if they wanted to. They could say, hey, no more communicating with their customers because they are their customers, and, um, oh, just to, just to clarify, we can still communicate with customers that opt out of the emails. Um, it has to be really critical, though, and they give us a list of criteria. So you can still message them and communicate, but um, all things considered, you're, uh, as far as I know, you're not supposed to ask for reviews or anything like that. It's got to be really critical to the order. So they, if they opt out, you can still talk to that customer in certain circumstances. So I just wanted to clarify that. But again, just be thankful that Amazon allows us to do this. And there would be... It, would, it wouldn't be a shock to me if two months from now or three months from now, Amazon said, hey, we're going to use our, have our own software for this and you're going to have to pay us $100 a month to be able to use it. And all the other providers, the third-party softwares that you guys might be using, they have to go bye-bye. So not saying that's going to happen, but just the way that Amazon thinks, if they can make money from, uh, from an opportunity, they're definitely going to do it. And if it's going to benefit their customers and their business first, uh, they would absolutely do it. So... That's just kind of my general thoughts on it. Now, here's the other thing, too. A lot of people are, obviously, you know, if you go in the Facebook groups, people were complaining. You know, they, they would say, well, how am I going to get reviews? And they always kind of think of the negatives. And here's my take on that. Just because Amazon allowed you, you know, allowed you to do things like this, and just because you, you know, have like a program like Salesbacker or whatever, um, and you have, you know, two or three emails queued up to go for every customer that makes a purchase, um, just because you have all that done and you put that work into it doesn't mean that the customers are ever going to see your emails anyways in a lot of cases, okay? So maybe your emails are going right to their spam folder or promotions tab in Gmail or junk mail or whatever. Um, so don't don't just assume that just because you have the emails queued up that they're even going to see them. And on top of that, maybe that customer gets 50 emails a day or 100 emails a day. You know, what makes your email so special that they're even going to see it or open it, okay? So you kind of have to think about it in those terms. It's really just kind of a numbers game, all right? So what I have actually noticed in my world here is that my email open rates have actually gone up a little bit, 
since this change. So I don't know how that is or why. I, I really didn't make any major changes to any uh, any of my subject lines or titles in the emails or anything like that to, to, to really have the bump that I had. So I don't know what all panned out or how that worked out, but I haven't noticed anything negatively affect my my emails or anything like that. So I'm just kind of curious what you've noticed as well. Maybe leave a comment uh, wherever you're listening to this and or just in the Facebook group. So uh, I'm just kind of curious how it affected you after a few weeks. But yeah, my, my email open rates actually went up. So not sure how, but it did. So again, uh, people thinking negative about it. Well, who knows? So um, here's here's in general what, in, in my opinion, what you should be doing about this anyway. So obviously Amazon is leaning towards changes with that. They've made those initial changes. More changes might be coming. Um, the whole point is obviously that we need to communicate with the customer, okay, about the purchase that they made from us. And some of you guys might be asking for feedback. Some of you guys might be ask, asking for reviews or both. Uh, sometimes you want to also include a, a PDF or information about the product or whatever it is, whatever your intentions are for those emails. Everybody's kind of got different goals, okay? But whatever that is, here's kind of what you should be doing. If you're worried that maybe not as many people are getting your emails as you desire or hope. Obviously, I've covered this fairly recently, but obviously the first thing you got to do is make sure that the emails that you are sending out actually deliver real value. I know that's a shocker to some of you guys out there, but uh, there's no reason why a customer should want to open your emails if it's just bashing them over the head for a review, okay? That doesn't get anybody excited to open your emails. So you want to make sure that you're actually providing real value in your sequence. However you do that is up to you, but make sure that, you know, that the customer is excited to open your email, that you're actually you know, being humorous, being funny, not writing it, you know, in a robotic fashion. Again, I've covered this fairly recent on some of the past podcast episodes. Um, obviously, too, besides giving them a reason, you have to have a nice subject line. They got to notice it. Okay, again, I've covered this, but just really important to maybe mention again. So, quick tips on that: asking a question in that subject line uh, tends to spark people's curiosity to close that open loop in their mind because they're going to want to click. They're curious. And then they see your wonderfully crafted email and hopefully, again, get real value. So things I've done, and I've mentioned this before, I actually include a PDF with the, uh, in the email sequence to give them additional value um, that is going to enhance their purchase and make them love me that much more and build the relationship and build the brand and all that good stuff. So that's, that's really what's important. Okay, And then Ultimately, in my opinion, this is what you should be doing anyways, regardless of this change or not. And if you're not doing this, I think you're crazy. In most cases, it depends upon what your goals are for your Amazon business. But if you're building a brand and audience and all that stuff, this is going to be right up your alley. So you're definitely going to want to start driving people to your own email list. Okay. So one of the things that I did from product one, from day one, is figure out how do I get my customer, or Amazon's customers, excuse me, how do I get that customer onto my own email list and in my ecosystem, okay? And that could, again, be things like from your packaging, your insert cards, whatever, driving them to a landing page in exchange for their email, you give them something, okay? Again, I've covered this plenty of times. This is just basic stuff, but you'd be surprised how many sellers just don't do this. And it just kind of blows my mind. So once I have them on my own email list, so say I drive them to a lead page using a program like Lead Pages, 
That's what I've always used. And I, I can store their email and, and collect it and set up my own autoresponders using a service like AWeber. That's what I use. Um, I can craft my own email sequence. Again, this is outside of Amazon. And from there, the sky's the limit. I have open, uh, open reign to do whatever I want. They're my customer now at that point. And I can communicate with them about things like leaving reviews or whatever it might be. And the beauty of all that is once I get them on my own email sequence inside of AWeber, not, Am- not any uh, you know third-party Amazon softwares or anything like that, I can word things pretty much however I want to word them. It's my own world. So the opportunities are really endless, like however I want to do it. So what I did was um, from the changes that came down, all I did was I added an extra email to my own sequence in AWeber that essentially asked that customer to leave a review, okay? So again, I'm, I'm kind of already asking in the, uh, the Amazon sequence and things like that, but I have to take into account, maybe there's customers that aren't seeing that email, opening it, taking action on it, whatever. And if they jump onto my own email list in my own world, I can give a, an, a special email that basically says, hey, if you didn't leave a review, you know, here's a link to do it and so on and so forth. And again, if it's in my own ecosystem, I can essentially kind of word it however I want to word it, okay? Within reason, obviously, but, um, you know, I, I, can, I can really let the creative juices flow if it's in my own ecosystem, in my own email sequence, on AWeber, outside of Amazon, okay? So hopefully that's making sense. So all I did was I just added one email to my AWeber sequence, really. And, um, you know, that that really isn't going to guarantee that, you know, I get a ton more reviews, but if it's a few additional reviews because I'm making an extra point of contact about it, um, I'm good with that, okay? So that's just one of the changes that I made, um, and hopefully you have made as well to uh, to your business. And uh, that way, again, you can call them your customer and do whatever you want with it. So hopefully that makes sense. And again, I'm just surprised that there's a lot of sellers that aren't doing this. They're, they're not building their own email list or they're building their own audiences and things like that. Because the way I see it, if depending upon your business model and what your goals are, um, if you want to make things easy on yourself going forward as Amazon keeps clamping down month after month making changes, all the signs point towards doing things like this, having your own audience, having your own email list, um, because it just makes your life so much easier as an Amazon seller to be able to control these types of things. If whatever roadblocks Amazon throws up, all signs usually point towards if you have ways for those customers to opt into your world, to your own email list, um, really you're, you're almost kind of like um, you're just setting yourself up to win the way I see it. And all those other customers you know, posting in the Facebook groups about how horrible these changes are or whatever, whatever terms of service changes come down, uh, let them complain all day long because maybe they're, they just don't have the skills or the knowledge. Maybe they're just too lazy. Maybe they see it as extra work. I don't know what it is. But if you're listening to this podcast, I know that that's not you. And I know you're going to take action on this if you haven't already and just fluff up your sequences. Again, get that email list going. You can go to my reference uh, reference page on my website at privatelabelershow.com. You can see what I use. Um, AWeber and lead pages would suffice for this type of thing. So check that out. So hopefully this kind of clears things up. Just in conclusion, um, you should embrace these changes because what that does is it squeezes out all the sellers that aren't willing to go the extra mile to do these extra things. 
So while they complain and their businesses fall off, you are going to be successful and you're going to be beating your competition because the majority of people aren't willing to do things like this, to build their own email list, to build their own audiences, to think outside the box and um, you know really embrace the changes Okay, because it shakes out all of the kind of not so serious sellers. Okay, so hopefully you guys got some value out of this. If you are again really unclear of the the changes, go obviously in your Seller Central account and brush up on the specific terms of service changes, what you need to know, and things like that. Again, if you're listening to this, you probably have already heard or have done that at this point. Uh, until next time, guys, I will talk to you later. Thanks. Bye.